0: This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, December 10th, and let's talk about the weather. There is one weather issue above all others that we should be talking about the next few days, mountain snow. A huge snow dump is a near certainty. We start this period with a below-normal snowpack as a result of the warm atmospheric river events of the past month. We've had lots of rain, record-breaking rain, which helped to fill our reservoirs. But it's been so warm that the favorable snowpack of early November was greatly reduced. But everything is about to change. A strong cold front is now off our coast with moderate cold air over the region right now, even before its passage. Rain will spread into the lowlands late today during the afternoon, accompanied by snow above 2,000 feet or 2,500 feet. This front is a very vigorous one will bring strong winds gusting to 40 to 50 miles per hour over northwest Washington and exposed mountain locations. This front will bring up to a foot of snow above 2,500 feet over the next 24 hours, but that's not going to be the end of it. Very cold, unstable air follows. I can look at the satellite picture and see all these instability showers. And that will produce rain showers near sea level but bountiful snow showers above roughly 2,000 feet. Over the next three days, one to three feet of snow will fall in the Cascades, with the greatest amounts above 4,000 feet. Every skier should be happy. There will be more than enough snow for cross-country skiing at many of your favorite locations, and some ski areas, particularly the higher elevation ones like Crystal, should be good shape for limited skiing. Uh, one thing I should mention is the situation will become dangerous in the passes, and people will probably need change, so keep that in mind. And this snow situation will continue. During the next week, the atmosphere will move into a classic La Nina configuration, which is typically associated with high pressure offshore, cool air over the northwest, And a series of weather disturbances moving southward over our region from Alaska, much more snow will pile up into the mountains. And don't be surprised to see some light snow in the lowlands, specifically around Bellingham and Everett, but I'll talk about that more in a future blog. This is now a moderate La Nina year, and such years we historically moved towards classic La Nina conditions, cool and wet and snowy in the mountains uh, around New Year's. Our reservoirs are in very good shape from the rain of November and October, and with bountiful snow in the mountains, I suspect talks of drought will fade. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. I am often asked, in class or in my public lectures, how can we predict the climate in 50 to 100 years where we can't provide skillful weather forecasts more, more than a week or two into the future? This is a fair question and an important one. And there is an answer to this question. Climate projections are not unreasonable. But I suspect even that climate activists don't know the reason why. But you will know by the end of this podcast. To begin, climate and weather predictions are very different. In weather prediction, we predict the exact state of the atmosphere at a specific time, the front will be at a specific location the cyclone center will be there the high will be 68 degrees today rain will start around noon in weather prediction the exact three dimensional state of the atmosphere is being forecast for a particular time now unfortunately our skill in making such specific forecasts decreases rapidly with time there is an extensive theoretical literature on this on this topic based on what is known as chaos theory, with the groundbreaking work done by Professor Ed Lorenz of MIT, complex systems like the atmosphere lose predictability over time. Now, both weather and climate prediction use essentially the same technology for forecasting the future, complex numerical weather and ocean prediction models. We know the essential physics of the atmosphere and ocean, and this is described by a complex array of equations. We can solve these equations on powerful computers to predict the future. Each prediction starts with a description of the initial three-dimensional state of the atmosphere and ocean, something that we call the initialization. Starting with the initialization, the equations that describe the atmosphere and ocean over time are solved, allowing a projection into the future. Now, the main difference between weather and climate models is that the composition of the atmosphere is allowed to change over time in the climate models, and they are run out longer in time and generally at lower resolution. But now the problem. Small errors in initial conditions grow over time. Small errors in our initialization that is fed into the models causes errors that increase as we project further into the future. In weather prediction models, this results in the quality of forecasts declining substantially over the first week. One-day forecasts are excellent. Three-day predictions, quite good. One week forecasts are marginal and two week forecasts are no better than predicting the average conditions based on climatology and this problem is worsened by deficiencies in our description of the atmospheric physics how clouds work how radiation works and the like at two weeks our weather predictions models have little skill compared to climatology so if weather forecasts have essentially no skill after two weeks. How can we predict climate 50 years, 100 years, or several hundred years into the future? The answer is that climate prediction is very different from weather prediction. In climate prediction, we don't predict the exact state of the atmosphere at a single point in time. Rather, we predict average conditions, mean conditions over seasons or years. It turns out that the mean or average conditions averaging over many storms and weather events is highly controlled by the large-scale input and export of energy into and out of the atmosphere, which is controlled by radiation, how much solar radiation is coming in and how much infrared radiation is going out. And such radiation is dominated by the composition of the atmosphere, and particularly the amount of radiatively active gases, or greenhouse gases, and how that will change in the future. Gases such as CO2 and methane. We also have to know about the concentration of particles in the atmosphere, which we call aerosols. These particles can scatter, reflect, or absorb radiation. Volcanic eruptions, blowing dust, and particles injected into the atmosphere by humans can greatly alter the movement of radiation in the atmosphere and thus how climate will change. The bottom line of all this, if we can estimate the changing composition of the atmosphere, the amount of greenhouse gases and particles, our models can provide useful insights into the future climate how temperature uh, moisture and whatever will change average over extensive periods like months or years so climate prediction does make sense but climate prediction does have major challenges and uncertainties first we need to have a good estimate of the future concentrations of co2 and other greenhouse gases and the amount of particles in the air and how that's going to change in the future. This is highly uncertain. The amount of greenhouse gases and particles will depend upon what mankind emits into the atmosphere and how technology will change with time. Second, climate models have known problems with their descriptions of physical processes, such as those that produce clouds and precipitation and errors in clouds and precipitation. Can have a large impact on climate predictions. Third, the models don't simulate natural variability over decades or years very well, things from El Nino and La Nina to the Pacific Decadal Oscillation. Climate models also don't simulate convection and thunderstorms well, and these features are very important. There are more issues, but I won't go into them now. In short, climate prediction does make sense. But the uncertainties are very large, and mankind has to make important decisions knowing that these uncertainties exist. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about this important issue. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.